everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney over there, Steve. They call me Stormy Darkness. They call you Stormy Darkness. Uh, but Tuesday's just as bad. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this week uh, we are talking about The Strange Dark One by Willem Pugmire, the, uh, the late, great Willem Pugmire. Yep. Uh, this is part two of our impromptu tribute. Yeah, like like we said last time, we were planning on reading uh, these books, um, and we had them in the queue, and the timing just so happened to be auspicious, unfortunately. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. So there you go. So now, it's, uh, we just turned it into a tribute. Yep. How How strange things are sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Strange Dark One is a, a, a collection of eight tales uh, by Willem, all focused around the denizens of Sesqua Valley, Willem's uh, original setting. Right. It is a, a land of mystery and mist and occultism and poets and madmen or mad persons. Yeah, mad. Well, mad things. Mm. The the principal character that we see throughout, other than Nyarlathotep, of course. Yes, it, um, really, that is the the connecting tissue between all of these is um, Nyarlathotep, mm -hmm. as well as um, the Beast of Sesqua Valley, a certain Simon Gregory Williams, who is no relation to uh, Wonder Man, right? Of course. But he's a yeah, wonder man but, of his own sort. Well, the thing is, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Simon Williams is Wonder Man in the Marvel Universe. And when you try and do a background check on like, this character on the internet, you find out an awful lot <laughs> about Wonder Man and not so much about Simon Gregory Williams. Yes, yes. The, the Sesquil Valley is... Interesting in, in the Lovecraftian uh, vein of fiction in that it is at one part um, Lovecraft country and another part it is a fairyland of sorts. Um, reminds me a lot of, of like the, the she of Irish folklore. Yeah, qu quite. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was about to say. It does. It actually reminds me of um, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. and with si go ahead. With, oh, and and Simon Gregory Williams reminds me of Oberon. Yes, the the the, the head honcho of the of the fairy folk in that play. Mm -hmm. um, he also has this kind of status uh, because he's a, a, a quote unquote bestial kind of creature. His features are. Uh, a mixture of wolf and uh, frog. Yeah, kind of a an odd combo there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Jeffrey Thomas, who does the artwork for for this uh, book, doesn't give us a picture of Simon Gregory Williams. So <laughs> <No, he> doesn't. <laughs> which which is in one way is a good thing because because he is a very mysterious kind of character. Um, he he has his round hat 
that uh, somehow he is, has managed to always wear in such a way that sh- casts a shadow over his face. And, and that's, I, that's kind of, I suppose, the, the glamour. Uh, and that's one of the things that makes me think of like fairy folk and whatnot, is that Simon Gregory Williams and the other uh, denizens of Sesquil Valley have this kind of glamour about them where they're mysterious and they have these odd features. Yet Simon in particular, because he goes out and about in the world fairly regularly, is is shrouded in shadow no matter what time of day it is you know, right. he's always he's always managed to be just in the right spot for the hat to cover his face and uh except for his silvery eyes that seem to have a little bit of a glow right and they, and they all have that that's one of the distinguishing features mm-hmm. of the den- the denizens of sesquivalley mm-hmm um, and, and, and it lends toward their, and they're composed of like this, this dreaming and shadow stuff of the valley itself. So right. it lends even more to the, the uh, hints that they are fairy folk. Right. And, and the valley exists outside of both um, the, the real world, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. the, the realm of the outer gods and the dreaming or, you know, the dreamlands. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, a, a place where all three of those uh, connect. Right. Um, giving, giving it like a un- unique properties, really, um, and making it um, accessible to people, but ha- but it has a very high, um, I guess, occult factor. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, it's, it's also kind of, it appears to be kind of a neutral ground um, that, you know, by some sort of cosmic rules, Nyarlathotep can't really take the denizens of Sesquivalley, the natives of Sesquivalley, um, against, against their will. But he can he can take any humans that enter that right. are, and are touched by the magic of the valley. Um, and of course, the world outside is his playground. Yeah, it it would actually be really neat to see what uh. Pugmire's rules for the valley were like his, you know, his uh, Susqua Valley Bible. Mm-hmm. Like I said, world Bible for just the Susqua Valley. And, and yeah, just to see what rules he's playing by. Cause you know, wh- you read these stories and you have to guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to use context and sometimes um, these things could be contradictory. I don't know. So it we- seemed like, it seemed like um, to me, reading through it that the rules of the Sesqua Valley are pretty internally consistent. You know, I can't think of any obvious contradiction right off the top of my head. You know, um, see, can take the residents if they're willing, but you know, he just, they're composed of something that the old ones just, you know, aren't interested in or really can't touch. Yeah, he, he goes into like why um, the old ones are interested in humans or mortals, which is kind of funny because that's something we talk about all the time in context of uh, Call of Cthulhu and adventure writing. And even when we're discussing cosmicism mm-hmm. is why in this indifferent universe with um, alien gods that don't really care one way or the other, uh, why everything seems to go down on Earth. 
Right, right. <laughs> right. And there's just something special about humans um, that lures uh, the old ones to us. It's it's in our blood. Right. So so yeah, um Pugmire attempts to to answer that question. So I guess it must have stuck in his craw a little as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it, it, really, it does, because you know, there's no, there's no reason for you know Cthulhu to come back, you know, and and wipe out everything on Earth, right? You know, if if you know the the sunken city, you know, is outside of space and time, and the stars have to be right. Well, there's a lot of freaking stars out there. And they can be right yeah. at any given point in the universe at any given time. Right. I mean, yeah. We, if, if you are in an infinite universe, right, an infinite number of stars somewhere there, um, there's going to be something's going to be right somewhere. Right. Exactly. So, you know, that would either make Cthulhu a really busy guy. <laughs> and he's not really dead, but dreaming. He's just. They taking a nap in between just freezing entire worlds. <laughs> He's tired He's just all the tired. time. He's overworked. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so right. And so so why do these entities care? Not as much, well, in the games, but like Lyra Lathotep in the original stories by Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. Um malevolent, possibly. Um a, a harbinger of change and madness, definitely. But um, I don't really get the sense that like his big thing is uh, raising humanity, you know. Yeah. In 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 uh, the stories, and even like with Cthulhu, you have the the one story, and really what you have are um, these freaky cultists who are who are trying to bring about the end of the world, and Cthulhu just kind of wakes up. Um, Runs into a, a a boat, goes back to sleep. Oh, oh. So, oh yeah! Fuck, fucking boat. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you don't even know if like they do give a shit or not. Mm -hmm. You know, all you get are uh, people's reactions to these things, and right. you know. And okay, so yeah, so they exist beyond space and time, and to gaze upon them drives you mad. And I get that, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they're gonna be like cosmic horrors from beyond the stars that are indifferent, because I mean that was like the whole point, right? Was to have right. like this um th this non-religious horror stories. Mm -hmm. Right. Um why what what's the motivation? for wanting to like destroy the earth or whatever. And, right. and don't tell me you, you have no way of knowing what their motivations are. Cause that's just fucking lazy. So oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of lazy. And also, also to the point of that, um, you know, if, if these beings were truly indifferent, the magical spells would not work. Right. So you would not be I, able to call Yogg Sothoth, um, you know, like Wakely did, right? If if it was in actually indifferent to humanity, because it would just ignore you calling. Yeah, to it. yeah. I mean, you, how is Waitley, You know, how is there like what he does? Um, 
even draw the attention of of Yoke Sothoth. I mean, okay, I get it. It was because it was like what all it was Halloween or something when he did it. Something like that's supposed to be like some weird time, and I don't understand why that matters because the stars are right. Okay, whatever. Pugmire attempts to uh, make a little bit of sense of that cosmicism and take uh, some of the mystery out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and, doing and, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say he does it really effectively um, because now instead of having like Nyarlathotep um, being this uh, unnamable thing in the dreamlands that you're trying, that the characters are trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a quote unquote living, breathing character mm-hmm. um, that does stuff. Uh, usually it's dragging someone soul to the void, but <laughs> sometimes it's arguing with Simon Gregory Williams. <laughs> right. He actually, you know, it, they actually make an appearance here and, and do stuff instead of be like, um, just, some sinister force, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. It, it kind of, once again, I say this a lot, it personalizes these horrors. Yes. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in doing all of that, uh, Pugmire creates a vision of Nyarlathotep that is um, seductive and, and, and almost romantic. In, in some way, he's he's almost like a a Dracula kind of character. Kind of, but it, it seems like like now all these stories kind of have the same met, meta plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a, a a human, a mortal, who for some reason or another uh, comes into contact with Susquehanna Valley, and mm-hmm. uh, nine out of ten times, or seven out of eight times, because <laughs> uh, they are worshipers or um, seekers of knowledge of Nyarlathotep. Mm-hmm. They're, they're um, already predisposed to hanging out with Nyarlathotep. Right. Um, and then uh, the, the main conflict in these stories arises with uh, Simon Gregory Williams, more or less um, opposing um, the introduction of mortal elder god yes <clears throat> seemingly because you know a lot of times there there are things where uh the human becomes kind of a, an experiment to simon gregory williams who you know he and through his machinations encourages this meeting with nara you need to see the things that are beyond the veil you're drawn to them um and in in some ways you know, Williams himself is is very seductive, um, and and I think that Williams doesn't have the ability to um, see these so called truths for himself mm-hmm. um, because there's several instances. Um, the most telling in the last story in the collection, uh, which is called "To See Beyond," mm-hmm. um, where. He is torturing these poor people to get them to tell him uh, what they see when they encounter, you know, the void mm-hmm. or whatever. 
Right. He can encounter Nyarlathotep, and he, he interacts with Nyarlathotep directly. Physically. physically. And physically, yes. They, they actually touch each other at one point or another during the books, during the book. Uh, but, yeah, he can't experience the full thing because he is not human. Right. He, he is something else. He's he's Fey. Right. Um, he has been in a quasi mortal form for far longer than the denizens of Sesqua Valley are usually permitted to. Right. Uh, actual centuries he's he's lived here and and walked among men. Um and and he, and he he's not so much a Lovecraftian horror himself. He is kind of a a folk tale come to life. A Shakespearean know? horror. A Shakespearean horror, <laughs> or you know, he's he's old scratch at the crossroads, right, or like, something like that. Well, you read a lot about uh, Pugmire online, and the 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 every no matter what people say about him as an artist, um, everyone always puts him and Oscar Wilde in the same breath. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see where uh, that comes from in the character of. Uh, of Simon Gregory Williams, mm -hmm. where he's you, you could tell that if he were a human, he'd he'd be a um, he'd be a, de, a debauch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe the uh, the most recent quote that I heard comparing Willem to uh, Wild was that uh, Willem would be wild if Wild got over himself and wrote weird fiction. <laughs> <laughs> right it's kind of funny um now the thing i really enjoy about uh susco valley and pugmire's lovecraftian fiction is he 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 maintains his uh lovecraft street cred so mm -hmm. to speak he definitely has that old school lovecraft feeling in there but he doesn't limit himself to it Yes. Um, and he doesn't define himself by it. And the things that he comes up with are altogether new. Mm -hmm. um, and, and by that, I mean, well, let's just take the Susquehanna Valley, for instance. Um, so when, when young acolytes wrote to Lovecraft and said, how can I be as cool as you? And he would often tell them, write what you know. So you had um, somebody like um, Ramsey Campbell. Mm -hmm. would create created his Goatswood, right setting mm -hmm. uh which is more or less um lovecraft country in england right, right. <laughs> you know you had once and called glacky a uh, poor man's cthulhu or something like that wow i may have you did <laughs> you totally did <laughs> which is cool because you know it, it uh, no offense to Ramsey because he's gone beyond that in his right. own writings. Um, or, or Robert Block, um, another one, or, or August Derleth. All these guys like mimicked and aped uh, Lovecraft mm -hmm. um, to the point where they, yeah, they created their own little, little pockets of weird in Wisconsin or England or whatever. Um, but it's pretty much the same thing, you know, with a different a different cover, right? Right. Um, Pugmire took that advice and then one upped it and made it his own, and he created this this weird pocket of craziness. Um, 
in the Pacific Northwest where he resided, but he made it his own. It's not like, um, you know, the Susquehanna Valley isn't Arkham with rain. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, set apart from everything else in, in, in that world. Um, yet it's tied directly to Lovecraft country. Yet it stands alone. I mean, you yeah, don't I mean, really, this is not something you really need to be an expert in Lovecraft or Lovecraftian fiction to, uh, to enjoy. You can read uh, the strange dark one, you know, on its own. And, and that could be the only Lovecraftian thing you read and you come away with, you know, a great sense of what it is. And, and you had mentioned last week when we were talking about encounters with Enoch Coffin, um, how Pugmire is is kind of one of the bridges between the old school and the and the new new weird. Yeah, I I, I, I stand by that. And it seems that Sesqua Valley itself is this kind of bridge between the the nightmarish outer realm and you know the mundane world. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's funny you should bring that up. Well, it's not funny because it is a show, and that's one of the points we wanted to make. But. <laughs> Um, the final story in this collection, To See Beyond, is, and you wouldn't know this unless you, you know, looked it up or whatever. Um, it is actually a, um, a sequel, I guess you can call it, of a uh, Robert Block story. Hmm. Um, which... The Cheaters is what it is called. Um, so I read a synopsis of it. I did not um, read The Cheaters. It's also a thriller episode. But more or less, it's about a, a, a guy um, who is the the alchemist from the story, um, Van Prim, creates mm -hmm. a set of goggles that let you see into the depths of your soul. And uh, the ownership of these goggles is follows a trail of murder and suicides. So you have the protagonist, so to speak, of this story, Grimm, uh, finds these goggles, and you go on from there. And it, it's great. It's a nice bridge because you're taking um, – if you know about this story, mm -hmm. it, it feeds into it. It makes a lot of sense. But you don't need to know that story to enjoy Pugmire's story. Right. right. And I think, um, I think Pugmire does that a lot. Um, with, with just his style. It's, he does the same thing with Lovecraft. Um, mm -hmm. You have Nyarlathotep appears, and if you know uh, Nyarlathotep from Lovecraft, great. You know, you kind of know the reputation and what he does, or, or they do, and but you don't have to have that knowledge to enjoy the story, because he gives you enough on, on his own to get you there. Mm -hmm. Right, and um, you know, Nyarlathotep, interestingly enough, is a god of thousands of faces. Yeah, I, I, everyone you meet is the authentic Nyarlathotep, which is really cool about his character. I actually wonder where that concept came from because I don't think that was like an original Lovecraft concept. Maybe it was, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of get the feeling that that's a Chaosium thing. 
Right. Well, it kind of reminds me of like Hindu mythology where you can have, you know, where all the gods of the pantheon are aspects of Brahma. Right. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. I, mm -hmm. I, I get the concept. I'm just wondering like if that um, came from uh, chaos from role playing. Because mm -hmm. oh, like these days it's, a, it's canon. Right. More but if there is canon, uh, that's that's part of it right that you know it, a lot of times if you want to if you want to bring a work into a continuity you create a a mythic cosmic being and uh, yeah he's an avatar in our left toe yeah well it's 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 easy mm -hmm. you know you if you want to like if you need a a god or a villain in your game uh Nihilathotep is like ready made for you because you can do you can use one of the 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 accepted ones mm -hmm. that are already set it out for you, or you can create your own. Who's to say it's not? Because you know it's got thousand masks, right? And and the interesting thing, and you bring up Chaosium. The interesting thing about that is, um, isn't there a point in Masks of Nihilathotep where you meet encounter two? Uh, avatars of Nyarlathotep that are actually working against each other. Um, that might have just been me. Or, or in opposition. <laughs> that might have just been me. That might have just been how you interpreted it. But, I mean, if you have if you have thousands of avatars that can simultaneously exist, uh, you know, eventually, yeah, you're going to run into, you know, cults of this avatar and cults of this avatar working at cross-purposes here. You know, which is, I guess, you know, hey, more chaos for me, pal. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember um, thinking of each of the different cults involved as different branches of of a multinational corporation, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes the interests of, of, of um, Coke, Coca-Cola, that brand does not coincide with the interests of um, Disney, <laughs> that particular brand. Right. So, um, you know, ultimately everything flows upward and, you know, conglomerate benefits. Mm -hmm. um, but down on the street level, um, it, it could look like things are, are, are in conflict. And right. that was like how I approached it. Kind of like as a, a a thing so big that sometimes it didn't know what it, the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. Right. It's kind of how I picture most corporations anyway. So mm -hmm. now Pugmire's Nihilethotep is is a you know a god of a thousand masks, but um, they don't seem to work at cross purposes. Um, they are all the same exact character just you know this is how people see him right or it or them or however however you want to do it i mean you know nyarlathotep kind of defies all pronouns right it's well yeah i mean like now if you think in terms of like what you know as um you know pantheons right mm -hmm. nyarlathotep's kind of like hermes or thoth right who has the um the advantage of being able to 
to go between the realms, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of a yeah, psychopomp kind of character. Exact, exactly. Um, not necessarily escorting souls to their ultimate, um, their ultimate destination, unless that ultimate destination is the the um, the screaming void. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it seems. <laughs> that's true, um, but yeah. So so, and that, I think that's another reason why a lot of um, people use Nyarlathotep uh, because it's you know that particular entity has access to everything mm -hmm. more so than um, Azathoth or Yogsathoth or right. Shabnigaroth or uh, other, you know, consonant soups. That, well, that that, and, and Naira Lethotep has the advantage of being a good looking fellow. Uh, when we most often see him, you know, when, when he chooses to interact directly with humanity, uh, we get this appearance that Pugmire tends to use of a figure apparently made of living darkness. Yeah, um, which is which is really cool. I, th I think mm -hmm. that is a really um, smart way of of describing Nyarlathotep, uh, mm -hmm. like like a vo a void made, you know, living, mm -hmm. where it's just like an em it's empty. The space is empty, and you know it, it ends up being um, a, a a guy with with pitch black features, mm -hmm. wearing pitch black clothing, and, right? And and really, Nyarlathotep. You know, we mentioned this with kind of Simon Gregory Williams being old scratch at the crossroads. Um, Nyarlathotep in the Strange Dark One is also presented as this devil kind of figure who, who comes along and gives you his offer. Um, but he's not not coy about it in in the slightest. You know, he's not promising. Uh, you know, any nothing. He, he promises nothing. He tells you straight up. You know, you're set for an eternity. Come with me, and you're set for an eternity, an eternal life. Uh, but it's one of nightmare and darkness and and howling, uh, shrill flutes and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean. You seem to be interested in such things, so you know you'll probably dig it. Yeah, you'll love it. It's a, it'll be a way of life for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to live it, man. I'm your guy. <laughs> right. It's like the ultimate goth dream vacation. Right. <laughs> right. You know, well, to to be to be completely honest, Pugmire's Nyarlathotep is not the. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Bridges portrayal that I just gave it. <laughs> 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 However, you know, now that my mind is turning, I, I, I'm really enjoying that concept that Dyer Lethotep is this Jeff Bridges is played by Jeff Bridges. Hey dude. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go bowling. <laughs> um, that, that ebony flute really brings the room together. Mm -hmm. Sure does. <laughs> There's an ebony flute in this collection that pops up in just about every story. Yes, and and literally out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A lot of times, yeah, because it's composed of dream stuff. Yeah, and it'll just like um, someone will pluck it out of nothingness, or it will appear in someone's dream, and when they wake up, they have it. Mm -hmm. It's like um, Voltron's blazing sword; it just appears. Right, and it it, it is it is 
connected to Nyarlathotep. Um, that and the, the Triple Crown. Right. The Triple Crown and the flute are kind of like um, the puzzle box to right. Pinhead. So you know, you, you, know, you know that that we're all safe um, from Nyarlathotep every year when um, a different horse wins Belmont. <laughs> so long as the Triple Crown Secretariat summoned. Secretariat was the last um, incarnation of Nyarlathotep. <laughs> no, the stars were right. <laughs> it's funny because... Uh, when I when we got married, um, it was Belmont's the last one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was the same day as Belmont um, in two thousand four, and um, the Preakness and the Kentucky Derby were won by the same horse, right? So it, we we had a chance of a triple crown that year. Mm -hmm. My wedding could have been the harbinger of doom. <laughs> For the yeah. entire universe. That's true. That's true. It's a triple that. Put it on your head. There you go. There's a there's a Polk Thulu adventure for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the heroes must thwart the victory of Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is laugh. Thanks, thanks, William. Thank Willem. Thank, thanks for that laugh. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I will say about this book, and it's probably one of my only criticisms, is that the repetition of certain motifs and and explanations of things um, occur every story. Like like you said, it's basically the same meta plot throughout, and. You know, so it makes this book not something you want to sit down and try to consume in a short period of time. Um, right. You know, like we gave ourselves a, a week uh, to, to read the book. And, you know, I think I think the impact of the fiction itself suffers a little bit for that. Yeah, I think it's a, it, we do a disservice to the book um, by reading it the way it is. It's something like this. It's meant to be interspersed with other stories mm -hmm. not 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 necessarily happy stories or anything um but just stories that aren't about mortals being sucked into the screaming windy void mm -hmm. this is the type of book that you pull off the shelf um you know on a on a dark and stormy night when you're when you're in the mood for that and, and you read one and you just close the book and just let it hang there in the light of your, your lamp um as, as you're reading and sit with you in the in in your wherever you read um it doesn't really make for good afternoon reading i mean you know you look up from the book and you know the sun is shining and the birds are chirping and stuff like that and you know it just doesn't it doesn't really seem to fit that mood but uh each story has this it just is dripping with atmosphere yeah that, that we'll pause for a moment Pugmire's prose, if you can call it that, um, is very floral, mm -hmm. uh, very very poetic. Yes, um, and where 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 someone like Lovecraft takes his adjectives and just forces them upon the reader, mm -hmm. Pugmire 
Need to get that word count up. I'll need uh, thesaurus. I need more adjectives. Pugmire sprinkles them in judiciously mm -hmm. um, so that they have impact. Yes. And um, and and have meaning. So and he will do things like um, substitute words, you know, um, more obscure words for more common ones. Mm -hmm. he, he definitely does that, but it's part of it. It feels organic in the in the writing itself, as opposed to um, sticking big words in there so it sounds. Um, more ponderous than it than it really is. Mm -hmm. it, it has a very dreamlike quality in, in yeah. practice. Um, yeah. As you're reading it, 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 it does seem more like rather than this this ponderous description that lumbers oh. along like some of the creatures in Lovecraft. You know, Sesquil Valley. Reading about Sesquil Valley. Reading William Willem's uh, writing um, does it has a very ethereal kind of feel to it like um you know, a mirage almost which you know, contributes to to that that uh feeling that you get uh from susco valley that it's not quite there mm -hmm. so it, it's it's really clever and well done mm -hmm. it's like that 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 moment right before you fully wake up the alarm's going off and you're dreaming and the two worlds are kind of like collided but it's not like a crash like an upheaval type of thing it's more of a, a a gentle folding like like making a meringue <laughs> yeah and 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 the cool thing is it almost subverts that um that just pastiche that everyone does mm-hmm um, where the he's, lumbering he's definitely dude. not using um, common language, right? He's definitely using older forms of English, which is part and parcel of Lovecraftian pastiche, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But he does it with purpose, and right. and and, and <clears throat> you know, it, it does. It makes it ethereal. It it feeds to the overall uh, feel of the piece, and, right? And it's it, it's really great. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it, it has more in common with the writing of the romantics than, than really um, a lot of the modern stuff. It feels right. out of time. Once again, Oscar Wilde. Mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen, Yates Oscar gets a, Wilde. You know, Yates gets a shout out a couple of times in the book. So, you know, being, himself being a romantic. Um, yeah, so, so it has that kind of quality to it that, that it, you know, like Sesquil Valley, like Nyarlathotep himself, the, the stories themselves kind of exist outside of time. Yeah. Where, uh, whereas, and, whereas you know, Coffin, you know, firmly exists within the modern world. And the language used in, in, in those stories is more modern and, mm -hmm. and straightforward. Uh, yeah. You know, the transition to the Sesquil Valley is more dreamlike, more, more romanticized, more pulled out of the mundane world yeah it's kind of a liminal sort of experience really good word <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's very apt um 
yeah, it would be interesting to uh, read some unrelated uh, Pugmire stuff mm -hmm. out out of the Sesqua Valley, out of the uh, art of Lovecraft Country, and and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, I know I have a couple of things um, in various collections that he, that he's written, so we can we can look at that as well later yeah. on. Yeah, we can come, um, we can always come back to him. Yeah, and then now because of the style, just like the 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 richness of the text and and how deep it is, um, I I don't know if I can read if I could binge read um, a lot of Pogmire at once mm -hmm. um, because it's work. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's work reading it. Right, you really have to pay attention to what's going on. Right, you can't you can't gloss over um, the slower parts, mm -hmm. like you can with with almost everything else. Um, it, it's 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 only it, now. Don't get me wrong, because it is mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. But for for me, sometimes when I read something like this, um, my mind kind of disconnects from my my reading. Mm -hmm. And it starts to wander, and I have to go back and reread stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I probably probably have like ADHD or something. Yeah. It's that's the disease for the twenty first century, baby. Yeah, I probably just have like undiagnosed <laughs> ADHD or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so something something like this, it's it's work to read for for me. I mean, for you, it might, it might, you know, and not, not you, you, but you out there in, in podcast land um, might have, might have um, an easier time concentrating on it. Mm -hmm. In which case, binge away, my friend. Yes. Yes. In fact, um, yeah, that was The Strange Dark One by Willem Bugmire. Uh, pick this one up. Uh, I believe, uh, We'll have a link in the description. It's uh, by our friends, and I say that sarcastically, mm. from Miskatonic River Press. Ah, there you go. Just because we don't know anybody in Miskatonic River Press, and they don't exist anymore. Correct. Um, yeah, so there it is. Check it out. Um, binge read it. I prefer um, to recommend reading it and savoring each story over a wide swath of time uh, as you would a fine wine or or a uh, perfect bowl of smoking tobacco however however whatever thing you like to savor uh, these stories should be treated in that way but uh, yeah definitely check it out link will be in the description and as always keep, keep 30 love points Thank you.